Hey everybody, welcome to Texas Three Step. Well, sadly, it looks like two step this week. Only me and Tyler, because Cody's out sick. But uh, without our boy, it looks like we're just doing a football episode, right, Tyler? Yeah, we're just doing football today. Uh, we couldn't do the basketball and baseball justice without our boy. So we're just gonna be talking NFL and college football. We're gonna be uh, breaking down what happened in the first week of the NFL and the second week of college football. And then we'll do pickums and stuff like that. Uh, but first, we want to give a congratulations to the Dallas Stars on advancing to the Stanley Woo! Cup. Heck yes, Stanley Cup, baby. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, so excited, so excited. I cannot believe Are it. Are you excited? Man. I'm say, I'm, I can say it 15 more times how excited I am. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it, man. Uh, it's it's about time a team in uh, Texas represents us in the championship game again. I know we had the Astros in there, but I don't count them. I, th- I think they're cheaters. <laughs> but uh, other than them, I mean, we last time we had a team in, in go this far in Texas was like the Spurs, uh, Rangers, and Mavericks. Uh and only the Mavericks and Spurs won won this, and so it hasn't been, it hasn't been for a while. And it's about time a team in Texas actually represents. And I, I just hope they win it, man. They're having some awesome awesome performances from from uh, Jamie Ben and uh, and Haskinen and uh, Dobby, and I I hope Sagan I hope Sagan gets it together. And uh, man, they 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 have a chance to to shock everybody here and they, they weren't supposed to do be this far at all and beating the Vegas Knights, a team like that is uh pretty, pretty freaking amazing, man, because that's, a, mm-hmm. that's, that's the best team in hockey IMO, but man, it yeah. looks like, I don't know the, the Island, the Islanders uh, beat the uh, lightning tonight. Uh, so that series, uh, the lightning are winning a uh, three to two. I still think the Lightning are going to win it, but uh, we could be seeing seeing uh, Stanley Cup hockey as soon as Tuesday. But uh, but with the Islanders winning, it might be a little later next week. Yeah, whenever the date comes up, good luck to the Stars. Hopefully, they sweep whoever they play. Um, yeah, congrats to them, and also congrats to the Los Angeles Clippers. Ha! You lost. <laughs> Y'all got sw- embarrassing. embarrassing. Y'all blew two games that you were up like 19, 20 points, and then you get blown out in game seven. Y'all are trash. It's a shame we didn't have our boy on here to bury you guys even more, but y'all are trash. Y'all are the worst team in LA. Doc Rivers is trash. Beverly is trash. All y'all are terrible. Y'all suck. Enjoy what? your trip out of the bubble. <laughs> uh, their bubble, their pop. bubble has pop. Have fun at home, watching the finals, watching LeBron probably win the title. <laughs> Y'all suck. But anyways, uh, we're gonna talk NFL to start. Let's uh, let's jump into some football. We had the first week of NFL football, and like I said, it was electric. We had a lot of great games, a lot of great performances across the board. Let's just run through some scores real quick of what we had. If for some reason you missed the games, you missed a few of them, we'll give you guys a little update. First game last week, the Chiefs beat the Texans 34-20. to That was a Thursday night game. Uh, some notable Sunday games, Seahawks beat the Falcons. Uh, we had the Packers beat the Vikings. 
Cam Newton and the Patriots got their first dub in that new era against the Dolphins. And then uh, some other notable games. Ravens demolished the Browns. Lamar Jackson still the goats, according to Christian McNeil. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tom Brady fell short in his first game for the Buccaneers. Saints end up winning that game 34-23. And then that mid, that late game, uh, Rams beat the Cowboys. Broke my heart. Monday night. Yep. And we'll get more into that and the Texans in a bit. Uh, Monday night games, we had doubleheader. Steelers beat the Giants and Titans beat the Broncos in two. Kind of boring games, to be honest. The big shocker to me, though, during that was the, Was was the Washington football team. I got it right this week. Beat the Eagles. Though that was a that was a terrible performance by Wentz, man. That was awful. He they were up seventeen to nothing. He ended up getting sacked, I believe, I believe uh, eight or nine times in that game. He fumbled the ball twice uh, and threw two interceptions. Yeah, not not a good look for Carson Wentz. Um, when you're constantly just getting injured, and then when you are healthy and playing like that, it's just it's just going to shorten probably your lifespan as a QB. And he he really needs to have a bounce back game this week. But oh yeah, congrats congrats to the Washington football team. They're actually first in their division for probably when was the last time this happened? But they're the oh, only God. team that won RG three division over the weekend. <laughs> RG three, which was shoot now a while ago, yeah. which is crazy I think. But uh, they looked a lot better than everyone expected. They really played well. Um, that front good job that to front them. seven is gnarly, man. They are they are so good. They or at least they were looking good against the Eagles O line. That may that may be saying something different. I don't know. They have a lot of injuries, but they they looked pretty re- ferocious. And so did Chase Young, especially. Oh yeah, Chase Young is a beast. He's already living up to what everyone thought he'd be. Oh yeah, he, he's he's not going to be on like the Aaron Donald level, but he's definitely going to be wrecking backfields constantly, kind of oh, yeah, the sure. same level. So he is going to be amazing in this league, maybe. This is already early, but maybe he'll be the first like rookie of the year defense player in a while. That'd be pretty cool. Who knows? That'd be pretty cool. But obviously, it's too soon. But good job to him. Um, any other games that kind of stand out to you, Q? Um, Going through the scores. No, it was it was just really cool seeing uh, seeing Cam Newton in a Patriots uniform and seeing him get the W. Even though even though my uh, my pickums were god awful. But <laughs> and we'll we'll run through the records once we get to pick them today. Yeah, it was not pretty, a good week for you. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> y- you were performing like I've been performing in college football, so that was nice. I- I'm I'm not the bottom of both, which is great. Yeah, that was that was pretty hideous on my part, and I'm pretty pretty ashamed of that, to be honest. But you should be you should be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I had How a lot we of doing? Hope and a lot of things, and it just it just went terrible. No, you went bold, and you weren't the only one who picked Miami. Remember, Matt also picked Miami. Yeah, that's right. So he, See, he, he also took the L. Yeah. So, <laughs> Matt, wherever you are, you took the L, bud. <laughs> <laughs> At least we went down together. Yeah, at least you weren't alone. <laughs> Y'all freaking bunker buddies or something. But uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about the game, um, it was it was kind of weird to see and seeing the Tom Brady game was weird too. Uh, like I've been following the pages for a long time and to watch Cam Newton and that offense run something kind of different from what the Patriots have run for many years. That was very weird. They ran the ball a lot. They did. I think Cam had less than 20 throws in the game. And he was sharp when he threw, but he rushed for 15 carries on his own, 75 yards, two touchdowns. 
and they just dominated the clock the whole game. It was yeah. just, it was, it was a very, very slow game. It was just running the ball and running it downhill and just play after play after play and then eventually scoring or they get in the red zone and mess it up. But they're going to have a problem kind of going forward of just these long methodical drives and not finishing. It's mm-hmm. kind of the case of a lot of teams like this. So they're definitely going to need to tighten up on that. Dolphins, um, they're okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't have a great game though through three picks. Yeah. Um, Kind of what we expected. I, I was, wish there was some Fitz magic, but I was excited for some Fitz magic out. and seeing him in Deshaun Jackson's clothes again. I, I just <laughs> like to think that he has those on loan from Deshaun Jackson just in case he gets a win. <laughs> Did you see what he wore? I saw what Cam wore. Oh, I didn't see what I didn't see what uh, Fitzpatrick wore. He he probably dipped early. He's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. He's like, I fit. can't I can't be funny now. <laughs> Cam was out here looking like a freaking a oh banana gosh, or. He's looking like the dude from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like <laughs> yeah, like the, the day man. <laughs> he, he looked like he's like a mobster in some like very colorful gangster movie. I, I don't know what was going on. Looking like a nineteen forty saxophone player. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that shit was atrocious. The, the, yeah, that was that was pretty gross. <laughs> but w- w- we we make fun of it, but that's probably like more than my net worth. So oh, yeah, for sure, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, that was interesting. Let's let's talk about Tom in that game real quick. Um, disappointing, disappointing. You know, I, I'm gonna save my judgment a little bit. It is their first game. Um, Gronk didn't play too well. Uh, new system, first time he's been away from a team in the like what 20 years he was playing for the Patriots 18 years like that's it's hard for people to change especially when you're in your 40s and like change to a new system but the two throws he had for picks not good throws not good decisions it sounded it seemed like he was not on the same page with his receivers and it's it's a COVID season man it's it's, this the start of the season is I'm trying not to take a lot of it for granted but Especially with how sloppy some of these teams look, especially Cowboys. I'll get to that later. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. but man, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to take that for me. I think I think we're gonna see a lot cleaner football in week two. I just think they had to get some of these jitters out, and that's what some of those even just just a couple reps on preseason games helps to get that get those jitters out for some of these players, and they just didn't have that shot. And so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Some of these teams, especially these newer teams, are gonna struggle from the beginning. Um, Teams like the Bengals, where they have a new starting quarterback, mm-hmm. number one pick, they're going to struggle. I think you could probably run down a list of these games, like how many of these teams have new players and what was the result of the game. It's probably a lot of them lost. Yeah. But um, um, Saints end of the game, they they looked as good as they've always been, Man, but I'm, unfortunately, they had a big they had a big loss. Uh, Michael Thomas high ankle sprain. That's huge. Not, not only is he going to be week to week and probably miss the next game and maybe the next upcoming games, but the whole season he's going to have trouble with that. High equal sprains are notorious for kind of just nagging on the player for a long time. It's kind of like a groin strain. Right, exactly. Like that. Yeah, that's one of those one of those little uh, niche injuries that really that really affect you for the whole season, and so that's a that's a humongous loss. So. Yeah, absolutely. So. Drew Brees, he he's gonna have to depend on a lot of other people, and they really uh, don't have a great receiving core outside of him. So it's that's gonna be rough for them. It's gonna be a lot yeah, of check downs to to Kamara. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the stats, who was who matched? Um, well, Michael Thomas went down early, but like who was the leading catchers? Alvin Kamara and then Jared Cook. Yeah, and they both only had five receptions each. Hey, Kamara had a good game. I had him on fantasy, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kamara, I think Kamara, fantasy-wise, he's going to have a very good year. I know. Um, I'm very happy I drafted him. He, he's going to be touching the ball a lot of different ways. But the I, I do have a little bit of concern. I think Taysom Hill, whatever his role in the offense is, he might be taking away carries from Taysom Hill with yeah. all these different play calls and different formations they're doing that take out Kamara. That might affect him a little bit. I agree. So just probably keep an eye on that if you're in the fantasy. Um, uh, going back to Tampa Bay, running back-wise, uh, it looked like Ronald Jones was looking decent out there, but they struggled to run the ball too, especially Lender Fournette was not good. Five carries, five yards. <laughs> but obviously he just joined them, but shoot, that's not how you want to start at all. Yeah, Leonard Fournette, man, I didn't expect a whole lot going over there initially, but uh, he put up basically the same stat line as as, uh, Saquon Barkley, which is ugly. (laughs) Yeah, overall rough week for some of these running backs, and we'll talk about Saquon some of the other backs uh, as we go through these games. But yeah, Leonard Fournette did not do well. Um, Tampa Bay as a whole struggled. Uh, It is their first game, though, so like keep expectations low. it's not time to be like hitting the panic button and be like, oh, they're done. <laughs> they suck. They're awful. Tom Brady was only good because of Bill Belichick. Let's be a little patient on them. But yeah, exactly. Saints, Saints look really good, and they're going to be good the whole season. That That's obvious. So we know that for sure. What what teams really stuck out to you this week? Like, what are the three top teams you think, uh, out of based off of just initial reaction week one? Obviously, Chiefs. I, they're even better than last year, I think. I think so, too. CEH Clydesdale is a freaking monster. He is. We, we talked. We talked about, um, what's his name for Washington a second ago, about being Rookie of the Year. Oh, um, Chase Young? Yeah, Chase Young. It, he's going to be up there at the top, but I think Clydesdale is going to lead the way. He was so damn impressive. I think he... He rushed for over 100 yards. They're feeding him all night. He's catching balls in the backfield. He is not only a really good weapon to add to their team, but he might be one of their primary weapons later on in the yeah, season. He's a beast, especially also a fantasy beast. So. <laughs> a fantasy beast, yeah. <laughs> if you can somehow trade for him, I would definitely do that oh, shit because yeah. he's that, that's just the beginning. And this kind of what I saw at LSU is just. He is just such a complete back. He really can do he's Bri- everything. He's Brian Westbrook, 2.0. Oh, that, that's such an accurate comparison. Yeah, he, he's totally like that. He's shifty. He's, yeah. he's shifty. He's powerful. He can catch the ball. He can block. He can do everything. He's going to be really good. Chiefs, very impressive. Uh, I want to say the Ravens are really good, but the Brown- it was kind of more the Browns were freaking awful. Yeah. Which already it sounds like they're hitting the panic button. Shocker. <laughs> Browns see what Browns do. Yeah. And it sounds like they might trade Odell, which is That was shocking. Cr- but it just it doesn't look like the experiment's working with their with him and Baker. And it looked like honestly, what we saw with uh, rookie year Baker with, with uh him and Landry, they looked so they looked like they were gonna become some automatic like duo and it just 
you you thought adding Odell to that would only make them better, and it has not worked. Yeah, it's just it's a hard world for receivers. It's that's why you don't really usually see like two number one receivers on the same team because like you're already fighting for receptions exactly. with everyone else. And you just been you've been seeing that with Odell. He's just he's not getting targeted a lot. Now Baker's not getting enough time to throw, and Baker's just trash. But it's yeah. like it, it seems smart to move him and try to bring in some maybe linemen or something else that can help that team. Yeah, they, need they to, really need help. They need to build the up board. the core of that team. Yeah, but you know Odell, it was a crappy situation. But <laughs> boo. <laughs> <laughs> Rough, rough two weeks for Odell. <laughs> yeah, rough. Rough is one word for it. Shitty is another. Yeah, shitty is another. <laughs> <laughs> too too many L's on and off the field. But yeah, <laughs> Ravens look good. Um, let me see. Look at these other games. Cardinals solid. I, I liked. I looked at the Steelers last night. Steelers were looking good. Big Ben. You know, after that elbow problems, he was looking good last night. I, I thought so too. I really thought Big Ben was looking good. I. Some people on Twitter was like, "Oh, he's lollipopping throws," but it's just kind of how he had to get some of those balls in there. I think that yeah. I think that they're a dark horse. I really do, especially if Ben stays healthy. Cool. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Um, Big Ben just got to stay healthy. I, I think he admitted after the game like he was nervous for the first time coming into a game. So like, he obviously had to break off the rust and kind of get used to that game speed. And he was rough to start, but he got really good towards the end. Um, yeah. Their defense, though, is whew, yeah. oh my gosh, and, and this might have been a little bit of the Giants not being able to block, kind of like the Browns not doing well either. But they were in the backfield all freaking night. Hey, they, every time, they, every time Saquon ta- touched the ball, it seemed like the Steelers were there. Immediately. Oh my god, I know Saquon, man, I feel bad for Saquon fantasy owners. That dude, <laughs> fifteen carries for six yards. It's just wow. pathetic. But, That's awful. And it's not him. He, the guy is It's not him phenomenal. at all, no. I mean, he, he has talent like comparable to like Barry Sanders. But it's not – it doesn't matter if like – Yeah, really you have, block yeah, this. They can't, they can't block anybody, so it doesn't matter at all. And you got Jerry – or you got Jason Garrett over there as freaking OC, and that's not going to do him any favors either. <laughs> yeah, I was – you know, Daniel Jones was looking good. I was looking at the offense, like they're moving the ball a little bit. They just they couldn't block, they couldn't run the ball. And towards the end of the game, it's just like it seemed like I don't know what the hell Jason Garrett was calling. <laughs> <laughs> I had to live through it for uh what was he here for? Eight years? Eight, ten years, something like that. I don't remember how many years he was he was he was a coach for like Dallas, but it wasn't pretty. None of it was pretty ever. Yeah, and it, it carried over to the Giants. Yeah. You saw that right away. Stale ass game plans, man. Stale game plans. Offense that they ran in freaking 1992. Yeah, and it's just against this defense that it feels like a traditional Steelers defense, but also it has a lot of the upgraded kind of modern defensive styles in there too. So like Giants were no match for that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they need to Jason Garrett needs to go. Talk to these like Kingsbury, Texas Tech guys, kind of these new air raid college coaches. Yeah. Or former college coaches. I agree. And he really needs to adjust this system. I don't like, think he's ever going to adjust. The most stubborn freaking jackasses in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of one of those things in life, though, is like 
if you stick to your ways when they're not working, like you're going to fail. Like <laughs> either you, he's going to ride him, man. He's going to ride that bus till the wheels fall off. And they already fell off years ago, but yeah, they already fell off. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Now he's, he's trying to get the engine destroyed. I don't know what he's trying to do. <laughs> Been driving on rims for a while. Just making a real <laughs> sound. The whole drive. It's really a good uh, metaphor for just his career. Just <laughs> <laughs> Never going the right direction. Just skirting out of the way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, last thing about the Steelers, Benny Snell monster. Um, RIP to James Conner. Benny Snell keeps playing like that. Sure, yeah. Right? <laughs> James Conner is not going to have a spot in the, for the Steelers. If this keeps happening. So, James Conner and Philip Lindsay have had has had a uh, kind of very similar careers to me so far coming out the gate. They just jumped on the scene early and then they levied out and then now they're about to both about to lose their jobs. Or I guess I guess Lindsay already lost his job. Before. Yeah, Lindsay, I think he's still listed as co-starter, but that's not the case. I think it's going to be the same with James Conner. Again, great comparison. Both guys, they're kind of like they've had to share carries, and then once it's kind of told it was their backfield, almost immediately they lose yeah. it. Exactly. Oh. And I don't know, Lindsey when he was a rookie was was lightning in a bottle, and as was Connor, and it's just oh man, they I don't know what happened to him. I really don't. I I mean I guess Connor had some injuries. But... I, I know what happened to Lindsey. Uh, I drafted him that one year in fantasy football, and he just tanked after that. <laughs> Oh, I did too. I, I it hurt me. Too. <laughs> so it was all our fault, basically. We're yeah, we're exactly. we're sorry, Philip Lindsay, for your shitty career now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Steelers looking good. Uh, do you think there's any other teams that we missed that you think look really good? Um, so Seahawks look. Oh yeah, phenomenal. of course, and of course. They look so good. Russ looked like he hasn't missed a step. Oh man, four touchdowns, thirty-one of thirty-five for for three twenty-two and four TDs. That's just ridiculous. Wow, they didn't even have to run the ball. <laughs> Which we know how dominant the run game is. Yeah, exactly. Their their leading carrier was rushed with twenty-nine yards, but man, Metcalf went off, Lockett went off, even Carson went off out of, out of the, uh, receiving as out of the backfield. They looked really good and just put a whipping on the on the Falcons, 38-25. But I was also impressed with the with the uh, with the Cardinals. Yes, I, I totally agree. Huge win. And y'all were trashing my opinion last week. Thank you. You know, I'll give you credit where credits due. They look good. They look good against the reigning Super Bowl contender, um, who did not play very well. I'd say um, th- mm-hmm. there might be a little Super Bowl hangover with them. We'll see. We'll kind of follow that as it goes. But uh, Mustard looked good though. What's up? Raheem Mostert, he looked good, though. Yeah, I've always liked him as a player. I like that he's starting to get even more touches to that team. Yeah, he's he's pretty – he's lightning in the bottom. They just need to ride him, especially especially since uh, Garoppolo can't pass, But even though he did throw two touchdowns. Yeah. But I, I think it. my – I think I said this before, but I think my uh, analysis of Garoppolo is still pretty accurate. He He's a game manager. He will get you to the Super Bowl, but he will not ever win you a Super Bowl. He, yeah, he just can't do it. Exactly. Himself, so. He's he needs the team to get him there, and he's. I think he's already peaked as a QB. Um, so they're they're gonna have to depend on other guys. I think Mostert needs to get more than 15 carries each game. Uh, they're gonna need to utilize McKinnon more, uh, Tevin Coleman, all these guys. 
I really do think that Mostert is a budding star, but uh, I mean, budding star. I think that he he's already already good, man. Like he's already lead lead dog there. But I just think that he's he really does have the potential to be one of these like elite backs. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I'm going to go that far and say that he'd be elite, but I, I think he could be a solid running back. But we'll see. He's still very early in his career, so we'll see about that. But. He's been impressed in the games I've seen. Um, he, he has the potential, I'll give you that. But I don't know if he can get to that elite level. Um, we'll see. But getting how about, getting uh, back to the Cardinals. How the Kyler, yeah. Uh, yeah, how about the Kyler-DeAndre uh, connection? How do you how you feel about that one? I thought it would. They apparently worked out 14 receptions, 151 yards. <laughs> yeah, sheesh. Really, 16 targets, too. So, Kyler was going after him all day. Larry Fitzgerald yeah, only had about- four catches, but... I mean, he's all at this point, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, I, I bet he's, he's kind of happy probably to be in a new environment, fresh start, fresh QB, all this. Kyler's probably happy because he has now two safety blankets to go to, which if you know anything about playing the QB position, having just one guy you can trust is huge, but having two guys, it's, it opens up the offense so much because any time oh, you're feeling pressure, you're like, Oh, I'm going to DeAndre. Oh, I'm going to Larry Fitzgerald. And exactly, that's kind of what it looked like. Not only was uh, Kyler running the ball really well the whole game, but he was dotting up the field to DeAndre all day. And he was getting very comfortable as the game progressed. He was looking good, for sure. Yeah, he was, he was looking really good. He's looking like he's about to take that second st- that step in the second year. So Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. I think he's going to be better. I think so. I, I need to be higher I, on the Arizona Cardinals. I learned after this week. I think props to props to the Cardinals for putting him in a situation where he's not going to backpedal. I mean, you see it constantly. I mean, Dak did it. Dak had a sophomore slump. Um, Baker had a had had a terrible sophomore slump. It happens so often, and I, I think they really, really did a great job with surrounding him with so much talent that it, he, it's going to be hard for him to even regress at all. Yeah, and then the other thing I would say is uh, it's Kingsbury system too. I think this. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep raving about this as we keep talking, but this new offensive systems that we're seeing in the NFL, this new shift, it's so great for these QBs because you constantly feel like you're growing. Like it, it never feels stagnant or anything. It doesn't feel like you're running the same thing over and over. It's the offense is completely evolving as time goes on. So the QBs keep evolving with it. Exactly. And running QBs have never been this involved, like this much of an influx of running with a QB in the NFL history. And so it's, it's, Insane, especially all these mobile guys and Cowboys really need to start doing this because Dak is one of these guys. But the Cowboys are still calling plays like they're in the 90s. So even though Garrett is gone and oh, that game was ugly, they still almost won too. That's how that's how talented this roster is. But. Yeah, let, let, let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> rough game. Um, a lot sure. of things you can complain about coaching, um, Dak's performance, the refing. Definitely could complain about the refing. You can't complain about Dak's performance. I don't care what the second half numbers were. Out of all quarterbacks in the NFL, out of uh, efficiency rating, he rated fifth. And out of all QBs in the NFL. That's impressive. I, I think what you're constantly saying, though, is I think fans are going to be critical of him. 
left and right. Even no matter how, oh, he's the Cowboys. Yeah, no matter how yeah, good his sure. stats are, and, you know, scoring seventeen points is not something no, you want to hang your hat on. He also landed the most beautiful pass that anybody threw this week, perhaps. What what put them in position to win the game, but it got called back. But that penalty wasn't a penalty. Ramsey hooked him first while he was running down the field. That was the whole reason his arm was extended, and they called it a push-off OPI, which is just ridiculous. And I, I'm so sick of referees referees dictating games in, in, crucial, in crucial situations like that. And it's it's just ruins it ruins the product. I, I hate wasting my time on a product like that for three hours sitting there watching a football game just for the refs to blow the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's been very interesting. I've been seeing this across like a lot of sports. Uh, I've been kind of you know getting kind of philosophical with it. Is it really that refs have gotten a lot worse, or is it are we noticing a lot more than we did before with all these different like camera angles and social oh, media? It's got to be the camera angles. I'm, I'm sure the human the human element of mistakes. I mean, they did a lot of studies on this in baseball mm-hmm. uh, about like how how often a re- or an up misses the strike zone and everything like that. And so you just got. I'm not going to go into all that, but it's just the numbers with it are a little bit more than you actually think. But now that with how many camera angles and how much technology we have, we notice so much more, and it's just. It's it's a really hard job. I mean, it's a hard job to to call a game like that, especially with NFL and how fast these guys move. And it's just so nitpicky to see some of these things. But man, you just can't you can't blow it in the final in the final seconds like that. I, like the other ones were excusable. Look, the, the Cowboys got away with a uh, got away with a uh, hands to the face of uh, <clears throat> a hands to the face of Jared Goff when they got the interception. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, they also. Dak, they got away with the hands and face on Dak, which ruined a ruined a first down. And then there was another one where they got a, got a free timeout with zero seconds for that was it was set, the clock said zero for about three seconds, and they still got a timeout out of it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of calls. You're just kind of like, uh, this could have gone either way. But I think the refs didn't have any pre, any pre games either. They didn't have any, exactly. any preseason either. That's, so. that's another point you could bring up. They're not going to be as sharp for this game, just like the players. I think though. To a whole, I think in all these leagues, there there needs to be a shift towards using more technology, cameras, all these different things we have to kind of try to take the pressure off these refs and take out some of this human error. Because this is this is honestly getting ridiculous. Like how many games are coming down to like last place and calls? They're kind of just on the fence. Oh, for sure. For sure, and MLB, I'm I'm all for robotic umps. Like, so what we need to really start. We have technology. It's time to start using it. I mean, yeah, a- MLB, we, I think, is the easiest in the first place that should be started. That AI replaces. Oh, for sure. Make the game faster too. Yeah, absolutely. Although knowing the leagues, they'll find a way to make it slower. You've seen that what they've done oh, with review, which is ridiculous. Especially M- NBA reviews right now. Oh, awful terrible dude all of them all of them take forever it should not be that hard i mean you could sit there i could sit there on a freaking uh watching a game and it comes on and it, and it happens and i could sit there and be like one replay i'm like oh okay this is what happened yeah like why do you have to sit there and watch it 1500 times like it's we know what happens here yeah we, they really need to after the season just like i would love for the nfl to kind of get everyone in a room together and just like start fixing some of these major problems with roughing a lot of other things it's- Fix the onside kick. Yeah, fix the onside kick. Maybe start. I'm very big on the uh, on the 
give a team a fourth and 15. Yep. I, that's what I was about to bring up. I think they need to talk to the people at, with the XFL and they need to kind of adopt some of these ideas. Cause I'm for them. Yeah, I, I totally am too. Um, XFL was pushing Make the boundaries exciting. and actually a lot of these worked. I like their kickoff thing too. I thought that was I did too. a good solution to kind of keep everyone safe, but still have electric kickoffs. I thought that was great. Yeah. Cause that's where everybody gets hurt. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but uh, back to the Cowboys though, real quick. I, I, man, Oh man, that game, <laughs> uh, as you know, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan been since my life, but God, I, I really have such a distaste for a lot of Cowboys fans sometimes with how critical they are of the quarterback. And it just comes with being the quarterback of the Cowboys. I get that. And you want to win because we have a history of winning, although not since 1996, but, or 95, but this that whatever you know <laughs> but it's it's just uh man the Dak ranked fifth out of out of all quarterbacks this week or this past week uh zeke ranked number one out of all running backs this week this past week and uh the receivers ended up dropping three passes all three of them were critical two of them were dalton schultz because blake jarwin uh is out for the season with an atl and then we they lost uh, Leighton Vanderesh for what looks like eight weeks. Yeah, two major injuries. And, uh, yeah, huge injuries, huge injuries. I don't even know if they. I, I mean, in my opinion, they shouldn't even play a tight end now because Dalton Schultz isn't going to get you anywhere. All it's going to be is just liability. But uh, man, yeah, they. It looked like for a while there in that game, it looked like the Rams could just pass all over them. They run and pass all over them. They were not going to stop them because. They were just shredding them, and they, the Cowboys just got away with. Honestly, that game should have been a blowout. The way the way things were happening in the first half, the so the defense man has has to tighten up. You have to run certain. You have to run different stunts. You have to get after them because the moment they started blitzing, that's when things started looking better. And so it's classic Cowboys though that they want to sit back and not not rush the passer for some reason, and <laughs> it just drives me insane. I mean, but I uh, I, I, I understand it like. Obviously, I come from the background. Like my dad's a defensive coach, and I kind of like he he his philosophy. He does like to drop like seven or eight guys. Um, yeah, Mike Nolan. Yeah, or your dad. But um, that, that's kind of for college because college is a little bit more effective. NFL, if you have all that time and you have these smart QBs, you're going to pick apart defense. Um, yeah. So they they definitely need to mix things up and get a rush in there. Um, well, it's Jared Goff. Jared Goff does not do good with the pressure coming Absolutely. at him. Absolutely. He, he has not in his entire career, and you should know this coming into it, and that you should be bringing the house at him. Yeah, totally. Um, and learn how to defend a damn screen pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anyone figured that out, things would be a lot different. Screens are so difficult to cover. They are. This goes back to, shoot, theme of the show, new offenses nowadays. They just have so many different ways to throw screens. I think I'm trying to remember what game I saw it. Um, I think it might have been. Well, the Chiefs game is a good example. Pat Mahomes didn't throw a single ball past 10 yards and they destroyed him. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't have to do much, but I was going to bring up, um, I think it was either college or NFL game. There was a screen we saw last year, uh, Houston Baptist, where dude literally stood about 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. As soon as the ball was snapped, just sprinted forward and caught the ball on the run, which was freaking wild. It's like every day they're creating new ways to run screens, and it's so difficult to defend. 
Yeah, for sure. It's, it's the once you run them right, and with how many you you have in today's NFL and today's college football, especially, uh, it's just you can do so many things, and it it literally eliminates so much so much room for mistakes. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's short passes, it's easy to complete, you know, and so it's just it, it helps tremendously. And it's like, and that's what I want to touch on the Cowboys' stale offensive offensive scheme, man. I don't know. We they they were preaching over and over and over again how it was gonna be gonna be new and they weren't gonna run on first down so much and they were gonna try deeper routes and stuff like that but but when you come in so this is what I wanted to touch on the O line looked terrible yeah. and so they ranked twenty eighth out of all NFL all NFL uh, O lines for the first week in efficiency rating behind or in front of the Giants um. I'm not exactly sure with the Giants. I think the Giants rated behind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Giants. That was a terrible performance by the Giants. But, <laughs> but yeah, they they ranked that real, that low in, uh, in efficiency ratings, and they just it was it was awful, man. Dak was under pressure all night, and I mean, when you have it was because of injuries. I mean, you have your rookie undrafted free agent lineman out there on uh trying to guard Aaron Donald at the end of the game and it's just oh my god he was just throwing people can we yeah can we talk about Aaron Donald for a second what he was doing to oh, hell yeah. men that dude's a monster There's, so everyone's seen the play there was the one play where he came across uh through look like the a gap basically just ran over the center and the guard just ear hold <laughs> ear hold the center and somehow caused the center to hit the guard and run him over and then there was the other play where he literally just like picked up Zeke and like choke slammed him. Yeah, unbelievable. This dude, dude he, he only had one sack and four tackles, but oh my gosh, the presence he has, how much just he causes. Like if the, he's the most important player on that entire team by far, and, and by he's far. really like he's got to be one of the most important defense players in the league, if not. Overall, yeah, there's players. very few people on the NFL and defensive side that can take over a game like you can. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like defense is so dependent on just the full team itself, but he's just wrecking everyone. I, I, I joke with my friend. I'm like, it literally looks like the malice in the palace when like Ron Artest was running up and just <laughs> hitting waves of people, just knocking them down. It's like the same thing. He's in the stands. Yeah, he he's literally just like making these grown men look like just like fans. Like he's just bullying he them. <laughs> it's freaking insane. Let, let me ask you a question uh, before we wrap this up. How much would you have to pay, be paid to have to block against Aaron Donald? Just one play. Oh God! Just one play, yeah. and it just like drives me into the mm-hmm. ground, and maybe kills me, but I may survive. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it for I'll do it for like ten grand. <laughs> give me a give me a give me a smooth ten k, and uh, I'll, I'll go up there. I'll, I'll race yeah, he, he's not coming with that speed rush. He's bull rushing. He's running yeah. through your freaking face. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a wear a flak jacket, and <laughs> you're you're gonna need one of those bomb suits. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's that's about it on the Cowboys. I mean, it was just a sloppy game, and uh, it was not pretty. Uh, Mike McCarthy not a great showing for his first ever Cowboys game as a coach or the head coach, and it's just they. I I think it's better that they lose that game because they did have a really good chance of winning it, but it was god awful. So many penalties, and so they they have a lot to work on, and. We'll see. I, I still think they have a really good roster and a really good team, and so yeah, I, I, I mean, totally it's not agree the worst with you. Thing. 
yeah. it's actually kind of a good thing because now you get people to shut up and not say, including me and other people, that, oh, Cowboys might make the Super Bowl. It, it kind of gets them to like, okay, let's slow down a second. One game at a time. Let's figure things out. We yeah. don't need to have that high pressure. I think overall as a whole, Cowboys and Cowboys fans, they just they need to find a way to limit expectations each year. They really do. It, they it really, really do. ruins I, them. I mean, I mean that, and they need to stop holding Dak to absolutely perfect standard. Yeah, he's not going to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, he's been solid. It's he's, not always He's a very good NFL quarterback, yeah. and that's what he's going to be. And they need to really stop hating on him because he's also a freaking awesome person, and that's – that's just terrible that they treat him the way they they did the same thing to Rumba though. They did the same thing yeah, to Rumba. Yeah, Cowboys. They, they same keep thing. doing that. It's like guys, relax. It's like yeah, chill out. Y'all y'all gonna run out every quarterback y'all have if y'all if y'all aren't careful. Mm-hmm. Because I remember the days of freaking Quincy Carter and uh, and oh, oh my god, I don't know. We brought in we brought in freaking minor league baseball players to play quarterback and Drew Bledsoe and Vinny Testaverde. So it's not pretty. The other side is not pretty. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just let this team develop into what they're going to be. They have a lot of yeah. star players. That's what we're saying. Lower these expectations. But yeah. But yeah, I still think they're a good team and they're in a winnable division. So we'll see what happens. But uh, let's let's touch on the Texans real quick. If you yeah, speaking of a team that has, well, basically no expectations, but their QB is constantly running around. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's poor guy, man. They they ripped out his they ripped out freaking the best receiver in the NFL from him. <laughs> and they replaced him with uh with Randall Cobb and uh Brandon Cooks and well they already had Will Fuller, but Will they Fuller played well. Eight receptions, one yeah, twelve. Will Fuller played good. No touchdowns though. Um yeah. but yeah, four sacks for Deshaun, but that doesn't really show the true picture that he was running around like usual for his life. And Kansas City yeah. is good, but they're not—they're not really known for their pass rush. It's—it's it's solid, but it's not like you don't have Aaron Donald, you don't have like the Steelers or something like this. Like, hey, that tells you how good how good uh, DeAndre or Deshaun Watson. Sorry, that tells you how good he is when he only has—he only ends up with four sacks in that game yeah. with that O line that he has, which is god awful. Mm-hmm. And then Carson Wentz ended up with eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carson Wentz can barely move. Man's man's freaking got paper uh, skin and glass bones. I got paper skin and glass <laughs> bones. Every morning I break my legs, and every night I break my arms. <laughs> He's literally Mister Glass, also from Split. <laughs> literally, two yeah. different characters, but um, yeah, one SpongeBob and one yeah, one yeah, uh, super <laughs> yeah, super exactly. Um, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, this is great what he's able to do to avoid the rush, but. Doing this for 16 games is it's a lot to ask from a QB. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it really it's is. really like they gotta make some moves to try to protect him, and then he adjusts their offense too. That maybe have their running backs chipping off the edge, doing whatever they can, bringing in an extra tight end. Like they need to protect this guy because they're gonna destroy his. Career, they're really gonna. They're gonna. Yeah. Texans do that though. The Texans do that, and that's 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 their entire history. They they ruined Derek Carr or wait wait Derek or David David, David Carr, Carr yes. Derek Carr is at the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ruined David Carr, and D- David Carr was honestly a pretty good quarterback coming out of the coming out of college. He looked really good, and they had no line, and they destroyed him. <laughs> I mean, and then 
Matt Schaub, I guess Matt Schaub played okay for them, but they just they never have built a team from the from the center up. Like you gotta you gotta build your own line. It's that's the problem that the Browns are having now. Is that you add all these flary, flashy pieces to the outside, but they don't fix the center of the field. See, and Houston doesn't really have the flashy players. No, they don't anymore. Their <laughs> their best offensive weapon besides Deshaun Watson might be David Johnson at this point. <laughs> uh, he looked good, eleven though. carries, seventy seven yards, solid. But that's yeah. eleven carries is not going to really help Deshaun out that much. No, not at all. Like Deshaun has six carries for only twenty seven. Like it's they they need more weapons. They need another offensive line. They need a lot of things. They'd really. I, it's it's crazy that he he still wins with that team even when when the, uh even when uh, DeAndre Hopkins was there it's, it was still surprising because they really don't have much else I mean on the defensive ball side of the ball they're okay but they're not good you know so it's like yeah they're not what they used to be uh, JJ yeah. Watt only had three tackles in the game he's washed I honestly think he's slow he's slow he's so slow now um you know I agree with a lot of what Matt was saying last week I. There's a lot of problems with this team, and like the best solution for them would probably them going zero and sixteen, so they get rid of Bill O'Brien and restart. Yeah, for, for real. real, like they. But they wouldn't have that pick. They wouldn't have that. Oh, pick. yep, exactly. <laughs> that would be the worst turn of events ever for a team. Shoot, trade some players, try to get some picks. <laughs> right. So they they literally Jeez. don't have anyone valuable to trade besides Deshaun Watson at this point. No, no, not at all. Yeah, Texans going to be a rough year for them. We're talking about the Cowboys lowering expectations. Texans have no expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you shouldn't have expectations. If they make the playoffs, y- y'all should throw. Yeah, three. exactly. <laughs> and he, Houston but, would do that, and I would go for that. <laughs> I would be a Texans <laughs> fan for a day. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the stars winning it all, so I can actually go to a parade as a as a DFW sports Shoot, fan. I might once. need to drive up there for that. I'm not even a hockey fan. Last but one, hey. Shoot, last one, last last uh, parade I got to go to was the uh, was the Mavs winning it all. Shoot, when was that's that? That's the only one. That's the only one in my my adult life that I've that I've got. I, to I've go never to. been to a winning parade, so I need one of these teams around me needs to win. I need it to well, have the Astros. I, I wasn't here when the Astros won. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I came the year after. Came after Harvey, and well, I came after the Astros winning. Well, at least you didn't didn't root for cheaters. Well, I, I, I well, <laughs> I, I do root for the Patriots, so uh, <laughs> I, I had no leg to stand on. So, <laughs> on that note, you ready for? Oh, picks? I'm ready for picks. <laughs> Let's get through this. Um, so, like we said, Cody's not here this week. Um, so we'll we'll be giving his picks and. What, yeah, I don't know if y'all didn't notice or not, but Cody wasn't here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I know you missed his long pauses. Like, is he going to say something? Is he going to finish that sentence? Is he, like, drinking water, getting a snack? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll be doing Cody's pick. And also, we're, we're, we're just going to guess on why he picked those teams. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they might be a little crazy guesses, but we'll, we're trying to get inside Cody's brain here and give his opinions. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to do, but we'll figure it out. Uh, first game, two 0-1 teams. We just talked about them. The Cowboys, they're hosting the Falcons. Um, both teams are looking to bounce back after underwhelming performances. Um, games 12 o'clock on Fox. Dallas is favored by five points, and the over-under is 52.5. Q, I'll let you start. Who you got? 
I'm gonna take Cowboys. Ah, oh, man, I I I hope they do. If the, if not, it's gonna be a long season because you got the Seahawks coming in next week and uh, going in 0 and 2 to a Seahawks team that's likely to be on fire. Not gonna be pretty. So they better win. Uh, I'm gonna so I'm gonna go Cowboys and I'm gonna go over. I think it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. Those are two pretty lightning rod offenses, and so. I think that uh, I think that it's going to be pretty pretty high scoring and a pretty fun game to watch, but I think the Cowboys pull it off. Yeah, I, I got Cowboys too. Um, I would say what's going to be dangerous following me, Tyler. I went what one and four last week. <laughs> yeah, and we all picked the Cowboys last week, and they end up losing. Yeah, um, it was one of the few losses I had. By the way, to remind y'all, um, Cody's four and one. I'm three and two, and Q is a you know stunning one and four. <laughs> Oh God! At least I'm doing better in in college football. I'm doing yeah, I'm, and that's I'm basically me in college football. But <laughs> we're um we're actually all going Cowboys this week. I think Cody was saying um Dak is the goat and the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that's what he was saying. So Dak's gonna win. Uh, th- those are his words, not mine. Um, he also said the over under is gonna be over. He thinks the game's gonna go to about eighty points. Uh, so that, uh, yeah, he actually said 88. 88, I yeah. Um, me, <laughs> I, I think it's going to be over probably like 55. That's my guess. But anyways. Yeah, we're around the same. same I think you. Dallas will cover cover the spread. I say they won by a touchdown. Um, moving on to the next game. We got a very surprising 1-0 team. The Jaguars. Everyone thought they were tanking. I guess not. Gardner Minshew, the GOAT out here, freaking slanging around. Had the highest passing percentage, I think, in history on the number of passes he threw, which if you look at the highlights, there's a lot of short passes. So it wasn't that exciting, but yeah, he looked so good. But he was good. I'm, yeah. I'm laughing at Leonard Fournette right now because he was like, finally, I got a quarterback. And then Tom Brady goes out there and plays like ass. And Minshew comes out and plays like a Greek God. Yeah. He played himself. <laughs> yeah. And Leonard Fournette sucks. Did. You know, he would have got a lot more carries if he's still on the Jags, but hey, sucks to suck. Uh, they're, they're playing the Titans. One and zero Titans solid, uh, a little underwhelming game. Both teams did not score that many points against the Broncos, but they still got the job done. Um, that that game is also at twelve o'clock CBS. Titans are favored by nine. Over under is forty three. Uh, I think my pick this week. I'm gonna go Titans. Um, I I think Jags will cover the spread. I think nine is too generous for Tennessee. Um, they struggle a little bit to score the ball, and Jaguars were very efficient last week. Um, I, I say it's going to be under. I think Titans just have a little bit more weapons, and Derrick Henry is going to wear on them, and they're going to end up just squeaking by with, I say, a touchdown or less lead. What do you think, Q? So I I I do actually buy Gardner Minshew. I do actually think that the guy is has what it takes to be a quality NFL quarterback. But that being said, I don't think the Jaguars are very good. And I think week one was kind of flukish. So I don't think you're going to see that type of quality from them. I think I got the Titans. I, I think that uh, they, uh, I mean, they should have won that game by more. Goskowski Gost- is God awful. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> he was uh, what? One of four on field goals. Yeah. And the one he made was what twenty five yards, I think. Yep, that's the only one he made. Yeah, and so, I don't, I don't. Yeah, so they should have won that game this week, kicking the ball either. They should have won that game a little more handily, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that uh, I think that Derrick Henry just runs right through him, and I, I think they win, but I don't think they, uh, I don't think it's over. I'm going to go under. I think it's worth scoring. Yeah, I'm going to go under too. 
Um, even though Jaguars were efficient and good, they didn't really score a lot of points. Um, Cody was going with the Titans, so we all agreed in the first two picks. Uh, Cody said the Titans are going to win because he hates the mustache. He wants that mustache shaved. His words, not mine, once again. He's just jealous because he can't grow a mustache. So. Yeah, exactly. He can only grow a neck beard. So, <laughs> Kyle Lord. Yeah. Okay, next game we got um, we got Rams against the Eagles. Rams 1-0, Eagles 0-1. Shocker. Wentz was not good, like we said. Wentz was terrible. Rams were underwhelming. They could have done a lot better against the Cowboys, I think, but that was a big win that they pulled off. Um, 12 o'clock game. Uh, Fox. So whatever Fox listing you have, you might get that or the Falcons Cowboys. Who knows? Probably the Falcons Cowboys. Um, unless you're listening to us from California. If you are, a text is better. Just got to make that clear. <laughs> uh, Rams are 1.5 favorite. And uh, over under 46. And uh, Q, who you got in this game? Um, I'm going Rams. I think that Carson Wentz showed a lot of what he is. And I mean, you saw it last year. He, dude, fumbles like he has butterfingers. He like he's Brucey from Longest Yard. I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, should I should eat that popcorn? Is that popcorn, man? But. <laughs> I'm just not a huge fan of Wentz at all anyways. And it's not just because Cowboys versus Eagles. It's, it's just I just don't buy him. And he's made of glass. And I just – I think that this season's a disaster waiting to happen for him. And uh, so I'm going I'm going Rams or the Eagles. And I think they handedly win this game. Oh, really? And Yeah, I think they handedly win this game. And I think it's an over. Yeah. A lot of it because I think the Rams come out firing on all cylinders – like they did for the first half of the of against the Cowboys, but I think they keep it up. Yeah, I, I think Rams are gonna be better than the last game. Um Eagles defense is gonna keep them in. It's gonna be uh closer than you probably think, I think. Um but last week I went against the Rams, which I shouldn't have done, you know. Uh my brother in law's dad is a scout for the team. He's on hard knocks. Like I, I shouldn't have gone against basically family. That was my mistake. <laughs> Never go against the family. Shouldn't have done that. So, and, and I think, honestly, on paper, this looks like a better. I think Rams are going to win this. Rams have a better. Uh, their defense is probably going to get to the Eagles often. Uh, get to Carson Wentz often. He's going to be pressured. He's going to make mistakes. And I think Jared Goff is going to bounce back and have a better game. They got to fi- figure out who's their running back though. Rams definitely need to find a running game. I think it's Brown. I think it's Brown. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell with the Rams over the last couple of years, but I, I, he looked so good against Dallas. He looked elusive as can be. Yeah, so. so hopefully he can kind of string together a better game and they can get some consistency from him. That's I mean, I drafted need. Acres in fantasy, so I'm hoping it's Acres. But we'll see. Who knows? But I think it's Brown. Cody is breaking from us. He's going to Eagles, uh, but he did say that he hates the city of Philadelphia. Uh, he's he just he, he prefers Carson Wentz he likes Carson Wentz he thinks Carson Wentz he is said, terrible he, <laughs> <laughs> he said cheesecakes suck cheesesteaks not cheesecakes he said Sorry. both that's what I heard he, he said I hate cheesecake factory and I hate cheesesteaks yeah he's truly an un-American he, he really is we might as well deport deports anyways <laughs> next game <laughs> Texans playing the Ravens. Oh, not a second game they want to play. Probably playing back to back the two hottest offenses in the league. 
325 game, CBS, Baltimore, 7.5 favorite. I think that should be more. Over under 51.5. Uh, I got Ravens winning this. I got them winning handedly. I think 14 to 21 points. Lamar Jackson and the boys are going to be dominant the whole game. They're going to be running the ball oh, all over the Texans. And then they're going to be getting to Deshaun Watson all night. It's going to be a rough one. Texans are going to have to look at themselves in the mirror after this game. Ravens get the dub. Who you got, Q? Blowout Ravens victory. Okay. It is an over. And it's going to be mainly because the Ravens are going to put up a lot of points. Yeah, I got over too. I think Texans will score a little bit, but Ravens are going to score a lot more. Yeah. Um Cody has Ravens. I don't know why we keep agreeing on all games. I guess Cody doesn't want to like break from us. He wants to keep that lead. The soft. That's all I got to say. He's got the Ravens. He's got to be bold. Got to be bold. I almost picked the Jags to win, but I, I just couldn't. Bring I was thinking about that too, <laughs> but I think Titans are pretty solid. I don't think that's doable. I know. I can't. I can't. I'm already one and four. I yeah. Can't, I can't you be careful. I got to get some W's. Uh, final game. We got Cam Newton and the new era of the Patriots against the Seahawks who are also very, very good. Um, both 1-0 and it is in Seattle. It is on NBC. It's at 7-20. It's the primetime game of the night on Sunday. Over under 45. Seahawks are favored by 4. Um, we all, I think, agreed that Seahawks are going to win. Q, why do you think Seahawks are going to win this game? I think it's going to be a pretty good game, but I just, man, the Seahawks have so many weapons. It's just, uh, they're, they're going to be hard to stop. But this, out of all these, I really think that this one is, the, is, is one of the ones that can go the other way, most likely to me. Um, I, I just, I don't know, though. I, I, I just think Russell Wilson and this, and especially with that receiving core, He's just going to be unstoppable this year. I mean, he's my MVP pick, too. So, Yeah, I think Russ is going to have a good game. Um, I got the over, by the way. I, I actually have the under on this. Um, I think Russ and Seahawks are going to be good, but I, I talked about this earlier. Patriots are kind of dominating the clock, and I think they're going to do the same, and maybe even more in this game. And they're going to be running the ball constantly. Seahawks run the ball a good amount, so this game is going to be very, very quick. And I think it's going to be lower scoring than we think. I think the difference is going to be just Russ has been with his boys for a while. That team is more complete. They're more consistent. I think they're going to make a few more plays, even against that amazing secondary that the Patriots have. Um, I, I think Cam might mess up a few times, maybe throw an interception or two. I, I think this is kind of going to be the game where everyone kind of Slows down a little bit on the Cam Patriots hype train. They're like, okay, there are a few things he needs to work on and figure out. This is not a perfect match yet. Yeah. So I, I see Seahawks winning. Um, Cody said Seahawks are going to win because uh, he thinks Seattle's better than Austin, Houston, Dallas. Again, his words. And he, he, <laughs> he also said he loves the rain. He doesn't like the sunshine. So... <laughs> I, I I don't know what's up with him, but hey, he's he's in a very depressed mood with being sick and all. Hey, he's just uh, listening to a lot of grunge music, a lot of Nirvana. A lot of Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> he's just uh yeah, his hair's grown out. If you can imagine Cody without a without LeBron James hairline, yeah, just imagine a five head <laughs> with like a mullet going on. <laughs> it's all party in the back. There's no uh, 
There's no business up front. Like he's trying his best to look like our player Dan Wilkins with the mullet, but it's just not working out. Cody just can't rock that. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, but that wraps up our pickums again. Wow. We all picked the Cowboys. We all picked the Titans. We all picked the Seahawks. Uh, Man, me and you agreed on everything, didn't we? Uh, we did actually. Q and I both picked oh, the Rams and the Ravens. Oh yeah, we all agree on the Ravens game. Where we differed is oh we ag- all agreed on the Titans game. The the, the only <laughs> difference is Q and I picked the Rams. Cody picked the Eagles. So it's gonna be a close week. Um, things will change. I, I think some of these picks have been a little obviously the same, but things will definitely be changing with that. the schedule this week. Was uh there wasn't a lot of like. There's not a lot of parody this yeah, week as exactly. there was last week. It was it was it was too much like good team versus bad team. So yeah, and like you said, there's not a lot of parody. Um, not a lot of chaos. It's we and there's still a lot we need to learn about some of these teams. So picks are not going to probably be as accurate until we start to get later in the season, obviously. But yeah. yeah. But uh, speaking of parody, let's move over to college football. We're starting to get some chaos in college football. And this is why I freaking love this sport. And it's it's not the fact that like I've just been a part of it since I was born. It's probably just like deep into my DNA and all the traumas in my DNA. But <laughs> <laughs> um, college football is starting to get back in the things that we love. We had some upsets this week. We had some near upsets. We're freaking insane. Uh, we had some good games. Uh Texas State and UTSA was a fantastic game. Um, let's see what else we had. It was just a good week of the Big 12 started this week, the ACC started this week, and then it was really a lot of the fun was coming from the fun belts. The fun belt was providing oh, yeah. a lot of good stuff. And upsets. Upsets, yes. Iowa State, first-ranked team to lose this season. Lost to the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette. It, they got smacked. And not just got smacked. Louisiana Lafayette looked freaking good. I, I think they jumped up to seven. Or let's see. I think they jumped up. They jumped up in the top 25 this week. Uh, let me look real quick. But um, they did everything they needed to do against Iowa State. Effective on offense. Very effective on special teams. And they shut down Iowa State's offense. And really kind of starting to heat up the seat of Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Not a good look for him. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette jumped up to number 19, which was huge jump. Good for them. Another fun belt game. Uh, Kansas State got beat. Uh, hold on a second. What run kit? Uh, hold on. Kansas State got beat 35-31 to Arkansas State. To Arkansas State, State yes. Um, they got beat by them. Another fun belt team. And we got some more fun belt games this week. We'll talk about in a second. Um, notable college football news. Uh, receiver for Texas A&M opted out. Let's see what else we got. Um, the big news, though, is the Big Ten has been rumored to return. Big Ten may be back, baby. I'm excited. Woo, let's get it. Maybe. Keywords, maybe, but. Let's maybe get it. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska, uh, I think it was like their AD got caught in a hot mic saying that the announcement's coming soon that Big Ten may return. But uh, that's not confirmed yet. We'll see. If the Big Ten returns, we could get the Pac-12 returning too. 
there's rumors that like you know the Trojans are asking California to start opening things up so they can start playing. There's rumors that the Pac-12 teams are missing out and they want to play too. So a lot of moving parts right now. College football is getting pretty crazy. Um, it's going to keep getting crazy as we go on. SEC. UT. Yeah. Looks good. UT looks good. <laughs> Let, let's talk about some of the games from last week real quick besides the fun belt games. UT handled UTEP as kind of expected, but even better than I think everyone expected. Sam Ellinger, monster. Uh, he's already getting praised for probably being the Heisman this year. We'll see. Um, his re- it's a big year for him. Very good year for him. He put up a lot of yards, which is not something he normally does. I think he had a score. He had a personal record in yardage. Um, the receivers look yeah, very good. He has a lot of weapons um, to throw to. Defensively, they're solid. But I think overall, this game, they're playing a UTEP team that struggled, has only won four games the last four years. Uh, th- this is not really going to sh- tell us too much about Texas. It's a little too soon to say Texas is back. Unfortunately, it hurts my soul. But <laughs> it, there was some things we kind of learned is just Sam Ellinger is good and their offense is explosive. I, I, yeah, this this is huge, man. This is really really huge for for Ellinger. If he if he can play up to what a lot of people think his potential is, he can really improve that draft stock and somebody may may reach for him in the first round if he if he can really like put it together. Yeah, absolutely. And I think traditionally Sam Ellinger would get picked late in the draft just because the yeah he's basically a running back with a good arm. Um Mm -hmm. but again team of the night offenses changes changing in the NFL. Um Jalen Hurts went in the second exactly. round. Exactly. So. so that's kind of a sign that Sam El- and Sam Ellinger is a better thrower than Jalen Hurts. Exactly. So there may be some potential there that he could be a higher draft pick. We'll see. You know, they haven't had a high draft pick. They really haven't had a QB drafted since Colt McCoy. And then before that, it was all the way back to Vince Young. It's the highest QB they've really had in a while. The truth. The truth, yes. And I think we've talked about this before. Texas has never really had a big time QB in the NFL. Maybe Ellinger can be that. He's a gamer. He has a lot of the skills he needs on the level. Very smart kid. He makes those game winning plays you need. Well, Vince Young could have been. If Jeff Fisher <laughs> didn't ruin his career in the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. But we'll see. Um, he's going to have to keep these numbers up and keep showing out, which I think he will. But, uh, Texas is not, I think, off this next week, and they'll be playing after that. It's kind of weird with all these schedules. Um, SEC is not back for a couple weeks. There's Big 12 plays some games this week, and then they're off this next week. It's just kind of weird, everything that's going on. Be patient with our uh, NCAA picks here because uh, last week we did not have a good slate of games to choose from, so we were all in agreement, and we actually ended up not even doing that good anyways. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, this this yeah right this week's yeah. gonna be better. Um, other games just to wrap up real quick. Notre Dame looked underwhelming against Duke, twenty-seven to thirteen. What's new? What's new? Notre Dame they do not deserve number ten ranking. Um, what about Texas Tech? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Texas Tech against my boys. Texas Tech nearly lost to um, HBU. Who I, Twitter? It was hilarious. Twitter just discovered HBU because 
no one really knows about them. Um, I literally have in my Twitter bio, I'm from a university nobody's ever heard of. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all see me look good. They looked really good. Um, Bailey Zappi for Heisman. That's what I'm saying right now. Bailey Zappi, if you take all the yardage of all the guys who played so far, he's number one by far. He's averaged like 550 a game in yards, which is crazy. The receiving core was insane. They had four receivers, one for who caught for 200. His brother caught for like 150. Another caught for 100. And then we had another that caught for like 94. Just monster. Does it surprise you that, uh, that they lost like by a lot more to UNT than they did to Tech? You know, I think UNT is a better team than Tech. And I, I think the people, that Tech uh, social media accounts could be happy to say that, uh, hear me say that. But UNT was really good. They're a lot better than I thought they'd be. Tech was a lot worse than I thought they'd be. They had a lot of problems. They're getting torched all night. Offensively, they're very predictable at times. Um, HBU really started to figure them out and uh, stop them as the game go- went along. Um, their receivers were soft. Their offense and defensive line were kind of soft. They kind of got bullied a lot, which was you don't want an FCS team doing that. It, it, this game was a rude awakening for them because they have Texas next. And Texas, <laughs> they're 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 gonna definitely try to run up the score against Texas Tech. I think it's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be very bad. These coaches for these next two weeks need to be on their ass because they they're in for a very. This is already a rude awakening, but they're in for a massive rude awakening against Texas. Yeah, I mean it's very impressive for a team of like, no offense, that lowly on the uh, on the scale of like. I mean, they're a newer program in FCS. Yeah, they? they're new program FCS. They haven't had a winning season. Um, last year, they're five and seven. Obviously, I'm gonna say a lot more because I'm a part of this. But <laughs> right. those are my boys. But um, <laughs> they are up and coming program. They've done a lot in like I think it's ten years or nine years. They've really grown quickly. But Texas Tech should have. They're a 42 point favorite. They probably should have wiped the floor with HBO, and they just. They didn't do it because they got flat out outplayed. They should have lost the game, honestly. Uh, HBU was goal line twice. They opted to run it basically a sweep play instead of kicking a field goal. Um, they also ran a trick play that got picked off. So if, if those plays would have gone a different way, HBU would have won. It would have been one of the biggest upsets we've seen in a while from an FCS program over FBS. So tech needs to get their shit together. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I gotta say. But it, it, the thing you brought up a second ago, North Texas, comparing them to Texas Tech, you know, Texas football life—they kind of compare. They've been comparing all the Texas schools. I want to kind of hear your opinion on this. Let me pull this up real quick. But Texas football life did a ranking. It's like top fifteen teams in Texas. So number one. Texas. Um, thank God they didn't put a and I would have been livid. Uh, <laughs> TCU, number three. SMU, number four. North Texas, number five. Interesting. Do you, do you, well, we'll figure yeah, out. Yeah, do you know something? Four and five playing this week? Yeah, Ooh. that's what I'm saying. We're going to figure out that this week. That's for that's sure. That's big. Baylor, six. Houston, seven. Oh, interesting. Is the something have to give right. in that game? Huh. Another interesting game. Texas Tech number eight should not be. They should not at all. (laughs) 
Not for that. Um, UTSA nine. I put UTSA UTSA above them. Uh, Texas State. They lost to UTSA, so obviously they beat behind. Rice eleven. UTEP twelve. UTEP should not be on this list. I don't know how many Texas Division One programs are, but they should be at the bottom. No offense. Uh, yeah. HBU has to be on here. I honestly would put them above Rice. I know they're not FBS program, but I think they could beat UTEP and Rice at this point. And they would definitely challenge Texas State. That was the thing that kind of pissed me off. But is, is there anything you notice about that? Oh, man. I, I don't know. I, I think that it's mostly right I, I agree with you uh about the texas tech thing and i i mean yeah i think hbu should be on there especially after that performance is pretty damn impressive um i mean we're i'm honestly in pretty much the exact agreement with you i think that uh i do think that unt is going to be pretty good and honestly i don't know where i'm going to go on that with that pick yet <laughs> yeah I, but, I was on the fence um we'll talk about the odds inside the the odds and the favorites, like it doesn't make sense, and we'll get in that in a second. But I'm gonna get overly hyped about UNT, and I can't help it because I went yeah, to that's, UNT, so. I, I get hyped about HPU. He's gonna get hyped about UNT. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think we <laughs> both agree UNT is a lot better than everyone thinks they are. TCU number oh, yeah. three. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We haven't seen them play yet. We'll see. Is SMU and North Texas maybe better? Uh, we we don't know. We'll see though. Yeah, is TCU on the decline now? You know, like well, Cody's they, not here to defend them, so I guess we can outright yeah. say they might be on the decline. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but that was that's what you get. Texas Cody. football life rankings. I like that they did that, but don't really agree. I wish they'd maybe consult with us. That would be pretty cool. Um, but. I'm not gonna give A and M any love until they start. Winning. Oh, absolutely! Until they start proving that they shoot, can do they it. might now they, they have, might slip too. Who knows? Yeah, they have tons of talent, man. They lost the they receiver have, though. Yeah, they did lose the receiver, but still, man, they have so much talent on that team all around. But they just they're underwhelming. They always are, and so I can't I can't ever be high on A and M. Sorry, Graham at Graham. <laughs> no, he he's not sorry at Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are always oh. underwhelming. Let, let me be. I'm like the angry trans- translator. Texas A&M is underwhelming. <laughs> they're trash in the SEC. They're going to get trash this year. If anyone thinks they're going to go 10 and 0, they were stupid. They really are. A&M is going to be. Uh, they're not going to live up to the hype like usual. They're not the number one team in Texas. We'll see if they're even top three. That's all I got to say. At Graham. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well you heard it here Graham. so we we got a lot of duels with texas this week like we said um pickums this week are kind of fun i think a lot of these we're kind of on the fence L- let's start with the six first seven in the state of texas matchup baylor and houston um because of covid their schedules got messed up they're playing other teams so they were like hey let's just play each other Houston's going to be playing at Baylor. They're, they both haven't played yet. Uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, Fox. Baylor's a 6.5 favorite, over under 60.5. Um, hey, where did Baylor rank on the uh, top, on the Texas rankings? So Baylor is sixth ranking, but they're not ranked nationally. 
yeah. after okay. last year they and Houston was seven, right? So this and is Houston's seven not game. ranked either. Uh, both were receiving yeah. votes in the AP top twenty-five. Baylor came off being uh, in the Big Twelve championship game last year, but they have a new coach. They lost a lot of guys to the draft, stuff like that. So it's a different team. So we'll see how they are. Yeah, no Matt Rule to save the day. No Matt Rule, but Ariana or Ari. Aranda, I think that's how you say Ariana Grande. Uh, no, I think it's Aranda. It's Aranda. <laughs> yeah, bald head dude from LSU. Hell of a coach. He'll get them going right away. But we'll see how good they are. Q, who do you have in this game? I actually have Houston winning this game. Wow. So you have I don't you have the underdog. Really have in this. a reason why. You know, I'm just I'm just feeling it. You know Houston. Uh, Solid season last year. They're looking to improve. I, I can see them winning this game, absolutely. I have Baylor in this game just because they're returning their QB. Houston lost De'Ara King uh, to Miami, who's also playing in one of our pickups this week. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I think Baylor still will have a solid defense, especially with Aranda. Um, and their QB, senior QB, Connor Brewer, is a baller. They'll be good. I think they'll win this game. They should get in the top 25 after this. We'll see how other games play out. Um, Cody also has Baylor, so he agrees with me. I think he just like cheated on my test and he saw my picks. I was like, hey, I'm going to follow what Tyler does. I think that's his plan. Oh, uh, by the way, records. I am currently not a great record. I'm two and four. You or me in the NFL, basically. I'm sorry, two <laughs> and five, even worse. Uh, Q is the opposite. He is four and two. Solid. Uh, Cody is three and th- uh, sorry, four and three. So Q and Cody are positive, and I'm definitely negative. I'm freaking wait. T- Cody's four and three, and I'm four and two. Uh, you are wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, sorry, you're <laughs> both four and three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, man, did Cody y'all, y'all do one game behind my We back? all agree on picks last week, and we all went one and two. So this week, I think we diversified a little bit. Uh, next game, Appalachian State, former FCS program, former uh, Giant Killers of Michigan. Uh, they're now ranked number 23. It's crazy how much things have changed over time. Oh, I know. 1-0 record against Marshall, who also received votes, but they're not ranked. This is 230 game on CBS. Appalachian is a 3.5 favorite over under 57. Q, who you got, buddy? Oh, I got App State, man. I am a big believer in them. I really like their program. I like their quarterback. I like their running back. They are good. I like them quite a bit. And I think they're going to win this game. Uh, Cody also has Appalachian State. Again, cheating on the picks, just copying people. I see how it is. I, I'm breaking. I'm going with the underdog on this. I'm going Marshall in this game. Um, oh, we are. Marshall. Honestly, I think both these teams are they're going to go in and out of the rankings the whole year. They're both really good teams. It's hard. It breaks my heart to go against Appalachian State, but Marshall just absolutely demolished. I think it was Eastern Kentucky uh, in the first week. Let me see real quick. Uh, yeah, Eastern Kentucky, 59-0. to zero. And their QB only threw 23 passes, but he had 300 yards and four touchdowns. And that isn't perfect. Yeah, they were just very, very good in that game. I think this game's gonna hit the over. It's gonna be very high scoring. I just think Marshall has a little bit more firepower. That's my thought. Um, next game, 
The other big matchup in the state of Texas this week, SMU at North Texas. Two teams that start off 1-0 against um, two programs that are not expected to win, and they're North Texas and SMU were heavy favorites for both, so we don't really know necessarily how good these teams are, but they both looked impressive in their wins. We talked about how good UNT looks. SMU looked good, led by uh, Shane Bouchelle. They could have been better, though. Um, I-, I think it was a little bit of a rough game, though, weather-wise, and it was the first game of the season, so obviously they should be a little bit sharper this game. Um, SMU is a 14-point favorite. Five o'clock game on CBS Sports Network, 70 over under. Um, right now, we have all our picks, I think, going SMU. But Q, do you want to stick with that pick or what are you thinking? Oh, man, I think I'm changing. I really do think I'm changing. I don't, I was, I was going uh, SMU, but I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the UNT uh, alum in me or what is it, but, uh, I'm going UNT. I, I don't really have a rhyme or reason why, but I just I just got the feeling this week. Let me uh, let me give you a rhyme and reason why. Um, I, I think this game's gonna be a lot closer. It's not. I don't. I, so my thing is, if I can butt in yeah. with that, I I don't like how what I saw from SMU when in their first game. You, yeah, they're I, underwhelming. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking a lot of more stock in that than than you guys are. Yeah, I think SMU is a 14-point favorite in this game. That's not accurate at all. It really isn't. It should be like seven or less. Um, UNT throwing the ball was really sharp. Their new QB was very impressive um, in his first game. Uh, even their backup was pretty good, and I could see them both getting reps. Um, Bean was 11 for eight, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, they really spread the ball a lot, and they ran the ball from a lot of different running backs. They're impressive throughout the game. They outplayed Texas Tech against HBU. So, obviously, it seems like they're probably much better than Texas Tech. So, that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, SMU's underwhelming. I could see them just having a shit game and UNC pulling this out. But I think SMU, they're led by a more experienced QB. Um, they don't have that question of who's their starter. UNC still has that question a little bit. Um I think defensively, SMU is just a little bit better. That's my opinion. Um, so that's why I have SMU winning this. I think this is going to be closer game than we think. I definitely could see it over on this for sure. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to watch this one. Uh, I love watching this one all, all every year. I mean, it's one of the more entertaining games in Texas. Yeah, I'm excited. So. This is kind of the first time I'm able to like watch this game. Um I've been so busy with HBU football. Like I haven't been able to watch games the last couple of years. So I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on that. That game, once again, is at 5 o'clock Central Time. CBS Sports Net, uh, Network? Yes. That's what, this, that's what the <laughs> CBSSN is. Network. Yeah, Network, Network. What, Shout out, Nate Burleson. <laughs> exactly. Well, whatever you want to call it. Network, Network, whatever you want to call it. Um, last game, pick them. Number 17, Miami, gets number 18, Louisville. Both want to know. First ranked matchup of the year. Ooh, this is going to be fun. In Louisville. Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Kentucky. This game is a – Louisville's a 2.5 favorite. This game is going to be, like, so close throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be good. 630 ABC, 61.5 over under. 
Um, I got Louisville winning this game. I'm breaking from, I think, Q and Cody on this one. Personally, yeah, I'm taking Miami. Yeah, Miami. Personally, I was just kind of comparing the two QBs. Miami still has a new QB with Derek King, who's impressive guy, but from what I saw in his first game, he's missing a lot of deep balls. He was not very efficient. Um, the Louisville QB was a lot more efficient. He's a lot more explosive runner. Um, I just think he's a little bit better player. He's going to cause a little bit more um, playmaking on his end than I think uh, Derek King will. I think it's going to be going back and forth the whole time, but I think um, the QB for Louisville is going to be able to make a few more plays to win the game for them. You see uh, Miami winning this. Why do you think that, Q? Um, Cameron Harris. Cameron Harris. I think he's. I think he's going to go off again. I. I. I like him. I really do like him, and I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I. I just. I think he's a really good player, and I really think this is. Uh, this is year Miami starts putting things together a little bit better. I mean, part of me, I hope they start putting things together because it really is great having Miami. Like, they're one of those teams I think about from the 90s. They're just so great um, that, like, we yeah, we wish sure. they'd keep that dynasty going or at least being competitive. I mean, they, they, not, they only just had the best NCAA team of all time. So. <laughs> yeah, one of the best. Um, and uh, that, that one produced, like, that one produced so many NFL players. It's oh, insane. yeah, it's insane. Um, but it's like we we need those blue some of these blue bloods to come back. We need Texas to be officially back. We need Miami to be back. If the Pac-12 was playing, we need Washington to be back to what they used to be. Um, but it's more yeah, fun. It makes it more fun. We don't watch just Alabama and Clemson all the time. But getting back to this game, yeah, Harris really good back. Had 134 yards last week, two touchdowns and 17 carries. Um, Miami should run the ball better than Louisville in this game, but I think. Cunningham for Louisville, I just think is a better QB. Um, but if this game is a little bit more back and forth passing game, I think this plays more Louisville. But if Louisville's not tackling well um, and Miami's able to kind of run through all these tackles because they're just a physical running team, um, it could go to a Miami win for sure. Could go either way. I think we're on the fence about that. Um, Cody went Miami for this game. Uh he said no reason. He just said Miami. <laughs> he said he wants to party in Miami. So yeah, he he's a fan of Pitbull. I think that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he loves Pitbull. It's his favorite favorite rapper of all yes. time. <laughs> so that's why he picked he Miami. Said, uh, he said he views uh, Pitbull as his cool uncle. His direct quote. Yep. So that was the reason he picked him. Kind of weird, but hey, whatever folks. Yeah. About. He also. Said he was singing a Pitbull song, but it was actually a Black Eyed Peas song. So Cody needs to figure out his music. I don't know. Maybe he'll figure it out while he's <laughs> taking his little week off. But that that's the end of this week. Uh, me, I picked Baylor, Marshall, SMU, Louisville. Q picked Houston, Appy State, North Texas, Miami. Cody picked Baylor, Appy State, SMU, Miami. We should see some changes in the records this week, and maybe I can start rising up. Like I should. <laughs> well, I hope I don't have to spin the wheel twice. <laughs> oh, I, I, that's the goal, Q. That's literally the goal. Somehow Cody's gonna oh, weasel Jesus. his way out of both. I think that's. Well, we're gonna need. Yeah, I know. We're gonna need uh, listeners to start putting in some suggestions. We'll, we'll we'll put a we'll put a questionnaire out there soon on Twitter. Yeah, and it, for that, even before you see that, y'all are welcome to DM us whenever any ideas. 
Yeah. The, the, Any crazy idea you remember got. Remember the wheel of punishments. We spin the wheel. Any punishments. We'll eventually set some rules. I think, obviously, like... So, yeah, don't don't make me kill myself, but... <laughs> yeah, something like that, or just, like, getting a tattoo on your face, or something that's, like, going to ruin our futures. I think we're going to try to avoid, but... You have any great... But tattoos are on the board. Yeah. Sort of. I, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. But if you're like, hey, jump in the Hodo Pond or something like that, please don't say that. I hope to God you don't say that. But any any suggestions you have? I don't know what the Ho-Ho Pond the Hodo is. Hodo Pond. It's disgusting pond at HBU. Anyone who goes to HBU knows what that is. Yeah. Oh. But anyways... DM us any <laughs> of your ideas for NFL and college football, whatever you want. Ho, ho, pod. Check out our graphics this week. Get ready for our polls this week. Well, that about wraps it up for the day. Uh, sadly, we didn't get to do an NBA and an MLB segment, uh, but we did get to roast the Clippers, so that was great. Yep, that's always fun. Clippers are trash, and they'll <laughs> always be trash. <laughs> Y'all real trash. Yep, freaking dumpster fire. <laughs> Yeah, it just didn't feel right doing doing uh, doing full segments without Cody here. But next week we'll have everything back to normal and uh, hopefully get some of our normal segments back going on. Uh, but yeah, everybody follow us on Twitter at Texas Three Step, also on Instagram and Facebook if you're a really old person and uh, you don't know how to use uh, the fancy technology <laughs> in the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify. Apple Podcasts and also YouTube, especially YouTube because we have short clips that come out ever so often. Who knows? But oh, also start submitting in some punishment, guys, for our uh, wheel of punishment. Yeah, DM us, text us, whatever you want to do. Just let us know. And yeah, we'll we'll see you next week, guys. Um, hopefully, Cody will be back. Hopefully, our boy gets back to one hundred percent. Yeah, we'll be one hundred percent next week, and. Uh... I really hope everybody has a good day. Yeah. A good week. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. As Cody would say, good. Bye. (laughs) Later, guys.